The Miriam Project Gaula Hour is a worldwide call to action to help raise our awareness that we're living in the times of the Gaula Shlema, the final redemption. Join Yehudis Shamroth from Israel as she interviews a variety of respected individuals on the topics of the end of days, the impending Gaula Shlema, and the coming of Mashiach soon in our days. Amen. And now, here is Yehudis Shamroth. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Miriam Project's Geula Hour. My name is Yehuda Shamroth, and I am speaking to you from the rolling Judean hills of Ramat Beit Shemesh, Israel. I am a co-founder of the Miriam Project, uh, along with my friend Devorah Gila Berkowitz, and we have set up a dedicated mission to unite women and men all over the world in spreading the awareness of the Geula and to help prepare ourselves spiritually, emotionally, and physically praying that the Geula should come quickly and easily. We started a series of interviews many years ago, and they're continuing on. It was a live call-in at one point with news articles and news bites, but at this point we're now we're doing pre-recorded interviews with really wonderful people like my very special guest today, Becky Perlowitz. Hello, Yehuda. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being on, Becky. I want to just say a bit about you. Becky lives in Ramat Beit Shemesh also. She is a teacher of little children. She lives with her husband and six children here in Ramat Beit Shemesh, where she moved here 15 years ago from Queens, New York. She has a BA in early childhood education and a master's in special ed. I have, she's been running her own preschool program for many years, uh, 14 years here in Israel. And I just want to make a note of the fact that I, all, I often interview rabbis, rabbitsons, you know, and all kinds of people, which I'm sure Becky is one of those too. But I don't only interview people who are from the rabbinical world. I interview people who have something very amazing to say about the Geula. I want to know their thoughts. I want to know what they're doing about it. And Becky is doing a very special project right now. She just wrote a book for little children about the Geula. And I'm going to let you t- tell me about, um, you've been writing books for a while, correct, Becky? I have. Um, not so long, about six years now. Um, Baruch Hashem, I think Hashem like pulled me in that direction, and I, am, I can't stop. I love it. Um, about six years ago, something happened in Ramat Chemish actually, with some Sinat Chinam. And I said to myself, why aren't the Rabbanim getting up and saying this is not okay? So I said, me and my little world of children, I'm going to do something. So my first book I wrote was about Achtas, um, and when I had the idea, I said, because we have some non-Jewish uh, oh. listeners and we have oh. some non-educated, um, Jewishly educated listeners. So the word achtut or achtus means Jewish unity. 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 Okay. So tell us about your book on unity or achtus. Okay. So my first book on Jewish unity, um, I said it offhandedly to my mother, I'm going to write something about Jewish unity. And I had never written anything for the public before. Um, and I was just talking to my mother, and two days later she called me back and she said, Becky, there's a contest that she saw on this topic. And I said, okay, it's a sign from Hashem, I should do this. And I, I wrote the story, I sent it in, and very un- unexpectedly I won, um, wow, which was really wonderful. exciting to me. Thank you. Um, and it is Kashwar for sure. It's definitely connected to our th- waiting and yearning for the Gula also. Um, and I felt very proud that I was able to get that out. Once I got that out, I just couldn't stop. So my next book was on um, Emuna 
and Believing That Everything is from God. It's called Good Luck on Your Test. And then my third book um, is I'm Waiting, which is really about yearning for the Gula, and about that we are going to talk today. Right. Uh, so this new book of yours, yes. first of all, where, who sponsored the contest that you won? Um, it was an Arevut contest. What was know. it? Arevut contest. It was posted Arevut. in the Torah. The contest Israel? It was not only in Israel, I don't think. No. Uh, so it was an international contest? Yes. Wow. And it was for English speakers, I guess, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, and then did they help you publish your book? I'm just curious, or did you have to do all that on your own? So that first book, because I won the contest, they published it and illustrated it for free and gave me a little prize money, which was a really nice start. That's and, a good uh, incentive, yeah, to keep going. So exactly. your second book called Good Luck on Your Test. Yes. Your third book is what we're speaking about today, is, is a book you wrote to help children yearn for the Geula Shalema, and the Geula, as we all know, means the final redemption, and Shalema means complete redemption. So tell us about what, what inspired you to write this book about this topic. Okay. So first of all, everything that I write about, I feel like, are topics that are very, I feel passionately about, um, and that really guides my writing. So number one is that I feel strongly that we are at the doorstep of Geula, and I, and I felt like if this is one of our foundations of belief, why don't I see it in the libraries for children? Why don't I see a lot of literature, if any at all, on, on this yearning for Geula? So I decided to see what I could do about that. And in writing the book, I really try not only to inform about Gula, but to really try to build into the structure of the book this, like, excitement and yearning. Um, so the whole time, basically halfway, half of the book is an anticipation of trying to find out what this boy named David Delight is waiting for. And you don't know, and the whole time we're saying, it's not this, it's not this, and then this, and the children are like, wow, what is he waiting for already? And you're, you, feel, you feel the excitement building. And I think that's that that excitement is really what I was trying to give over to the youth. Um, I feel like, hopefully also to the parents as well, um, but Hashem is very good to us, and we're very comfortable, but maybe sometimes too comfortable in our galas right now. And I feel like even though we know that we should be yearning for the gula, sometimes like, we don't feel like chaserlan, and we don't feel like something's missing for us. So I try to give over that, like something is missing, and we need we need Hashem in His place, and um, that's really why I wrote the book. <laughs> well, let me ask you a little bit. I want to back up, if I may, a little bit. Sure. So you wrote this book, and we I I'm on the same page as you, as many people who are probably going to be listening to this recording. They mm -hmm. all want to hear, you know, about how we can in, uh, instill into our children and into our friends and our all our connections, people we're connected with, to to think about and to yearn for the final redemption and bring Mashiach and so on. But what made you feel like, what makes you right now feel like this is the time and place? Why not 10 years ago? Why, why not 10 years from now? Like what makes you think this is a really like the opportune time for this message for you to give? I feel like there are probably many more knowledgeable people who could give over like facts than I can. Um, but from Shiram that I've gone to, and also just feeling um, we had Eretz Israel. Um, you, you feel it in the air. It's a, like you feel like history is coming to that. I mean, even time-wise, history is coming to, in that direction. We're almost at the 6,000 years. Um, and, 
And I think I feel like chaser, the yearning. I feel like if we were, if we were yearning, then then it would be here. I, I hope um, so. Right. right, and this is what part of what, what you're doing and what I'm doing. What can one woman do? What can mm. one teacher do? Uh, you yeah. try to talk to people about it and raise the awareness of it. So, so, but my, I'm going to tell you, my situation is that I've been learning for many years with a rabbi. Um, Rabbi Pinchas Winston before mm-hmm. I even made Aliyah and I just had my 18 year anniversary of oh, moving wow. to Israel and so we Not just in celebration mm-hmm. mode uh, we've been here we survived getting our kids through the schools and everything it's not it's not terrible people who are listening but it's not always easy you have to earn your way here for sure but my kids are settled here and they're thriving and we're so so blessed and so happy to be here and uh, for, for 18 years it's, it's a miracle but um, ever since uh, before I even moved here, this rabbi was already talking about we have to learn about the Geula. We, have, we were running out of time in history, and he was like a little pressurizing about it. But on the other hand, he made so much sense. Is that we, yes, look at the time. We know that every single day of creation is uh, analogous to 1,000 years of creation, and in the Jewish world, we're told. We only have, because we have six days of creation, we only have 6,000 years of history. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're living in the year 5770, I always get this wrong, Nine now? Nine. Fifty-seven seventy-nine in the Jewish history calendar. So that means 6,000, the year 6,000 is not too far away. And so because of that, like you said, just time alone tells us we're getting to that focal point in history. We have all the Jewish people moving here by the thousands. We have this organization called Nefesh Benefesh and others. They bring people every summer by the hundreds, by the thousands. Uh, We're reaching a maximum in this country now of, not maximum, but we're reaching a critical mass of uh, 600,000 Jews, which is another uh, prediction. We're we're living through a lot of prophecies. The -hmm. prophecies of Jews coming home, it's called Kibbutz Goliot, or Goliath. I mean, Jews are coming back to our homeland. We're turning the desert into blooming gardens. We're seeing our technology like we've never seen. Everything's coming Mm -hmm. out of Israel. Every blessing is coming out of Israel. We have a lot of bad things happening, too, but we don't try to dwell on those. We'd like to have more of a religious government and so on right now. However, look what's going on now, and the world is going crazy. So that, with with the rabbi's teachings and and everything happening in the world, and, and like you said, it's in the air here. You just have people talking about it and learning about it. And you don't see this so much outside of Israel, but, but now you do. I feel like now people outside of Israel are talking about it and learning about it. And maybe it's thanks to people like you and me, uh-huh. and we're doing our small part in bringing, raising the awareness. So what, what is your, your vision, what, what you envision preparing for it means now, that now that you want to tell people about it? What do you, what, what do you, think, uh, what do you think we should do to prepare? We're just, not just talking about it. What, what's next? What's the next step in your mind? Um, so I'll tell you educationally as a teacher and also in terms of writing this book, I actually put um, exercises for parents to do with their children in the back of the book. And I, I try to think of things that parents could do with their children to try to elicit more yearning and create a feeling in the home and in the hearts of their children that really it is imminent. Um, so, like, there are so many things to do. Just having it in your language, in your lexicon on a daily basis of talking about Mashiach. And I'll tell you a story, just because it happened this morning. Um, my daughter literally this morning on the way to camp, she's in the backseat, she's like, Ema, if Mashiach comes today, so take my favorite dress out, okay? I'm like, okay. But oh, like so- that. Okay. Favorite dress out so she could be dressed up properly for Mashiach. Exactly. Right, that's beautiful because what we all know as Jews that, that we can't even believe this because we've been waiting 
what, 2,000 years, but we've been waiting and waiting, and we know that when the final redemption comes, and again, just to quote you, there's somebody who's way more qualified than me to really give over the exact situation, but we mm-hmm. know that we'll have, the whole world will know of the power of, of a creator called HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem, or God. We know it's the same God for all the nations. All the nations are going to be invited to join us. We're going to be the leaders of the nations, the teachers. We're going to be the priests of all the nations. But we're all, the whole world's going to be aware of God and his kindness and his goodness and his love. And uh, it's, a very, it's a very exciting time. And we're going to go through possibly a little bit of turmoil beforehand. We could have a war have a lot of difficulties because the evil forces will be fighting us as they always do. And, you know, I always understand, now I understand more than ever how the writers of people of like Star Wars and Harry Potter get their um, their inspiration because again, from the Bible, this is yeah. what, you know, everything that we, we see in these movies and we love them, all this fantasy stuff and all these heroes and everything, it's all coming from the Bible. It's all coming alive, but in a different, it's not, it's not like it's distorted, but this is where they're getting the stories. We might also have this kind of excitement. Um, there's a writer you should know about as a writer yourself, and I'm going to recommend it to people too. A man I interviewed, his name is uh, Rabbi C.V. Fishman. Have you ever heard of him? I have. Okay, he wrote many, many books. He was a, a movie maker uh, in, in California, and he was this, like, really cool guy. He used to hang with everybody and was, like, popular with the women and, uh, and you know, just had cars and girls and, and everything. And he realized his life was empty, and he didn't know what it was. And he, he came to Israel, and he did tshuva. He, did, he became a religious Jew. And now he makes movies here. He's a very from guy for many, many, many years. But he writes a lot of books. And one of his books he wrote called Days of Mashiach. And if they're all short stories um, about what will happen and what could happen and what should happen and what might happen, because <laughs> none of us is really sure what's going to happen. When, you know, the days preceding when we see that final redemption, we were told it can happen in the blink of an eye, and we're told that it's a process. We're told that the God's going to make it happen for us and bring the final temple down for us, and we're also told we have to build it ourselves. So we're not 100% sure exactly how it's going to play out, but in his book he tells you these beautiful stories that you can even read to your kids. It's an amazing book. Like one story, there's this couple that comes over here, and um, you know the, the final war has happened, and all the Jews are in Israel already. Okay, And, and there's one couple that are very unhappily married, and it uh, turns out it's a Jewish man and a non-Jewish woman. So she says, you know, I'm not even Jewish here anyway. I'm just going to get out of here. So, so she takes off, and she, she leaves him heartbroken. And in the meantime, he gets on a bus, and he sits next to a woman or across from a woman who looks very familiar, and it was his girlfriend from high school. And she had just had that same experience with her husband who left her, and then the two of them ended up together, the two Jewish people who ended up starting a new life in the days of Mashiach. So, like, I'm just saying the stories are even better than that, just very amazing things. And we are going to see beautiful things, I'm sure. But we have to prepare we have to do our best to be good people. We have to do our best to, to really connect with, with God, our Creator, and teach our children how to pray properly and how to just, just make this a better world, really, because the Jew, Jewish world and the Jewish Bible is the morality of the world, the morality of the world. So for those of you listening, why we are so excited about Mashiach coming, because it's going to be more than just you know, a freebie and a free ride, and it's going to be beautiful and gorgeous and, and painless, and it's going to be that too. It's going to be that too, but we're really going to show the world the goodness of our God, and it is for the whole, whole world. And so, Becky, I'm really proud of you for taking, undertaking this uh, beautiful uh, project for children, because where else would you start but children, right? Right. Thank where you. Else-
Thank so you. Do you find that your book out now, have you spread it around this book? Uh, has it gotten around the world a bit, or is it just local to Israel, or how's it going for no, you? No, it's, uh, actually it's more in America because it's written in English. Um, it's distributed by Feltime, so you could get it wherever Feltime books are sold. And okay. it's on Amazon, and I have a website. It's available on also um, Morabeki at um, uh, I don't know, <laughs> morebecky.com. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. And um, uh, there was something that I wanted to mention, though, when you were talking about beautiful stories that children could listen to also. Part of writing the book, I actually um, did a Google project. And oh. what was that? I uh, contacted schools um, in America and in Israel, and I asked them to ask from their students to send in pictures or short essays of what Ka'ula looks like to them. And the responses were incredible. I got hundreds and hundreds of entries that were really a book could be put together just of the entries that were so amazing. It's amazing to hear what, what, what the kids are thinking. And, so, I mean, it's just beautiful. Some of them are excited about Tchiasamitim, and they'll be able to learn the Torah from the people who went through it. They're like, I can't wait to see Moshe Rabbeinu. I can't wait to see a Kohen Gadol. I can't wait to see um, even, like, their grandmother. It was really, it was very, very special to, to read through all of them. Um, and then I put six of them in the book. Um, one one was adorable. It was like a recipe for gaula, as if like gaula cupcakes and like all the things that you need to put in to bring gaula, like avatina. <laughs> and uh, it was so How beautiful. Old are um, there's a range. There was really a range. Um, but also in the back of the book, I added a place for children to draw their own. Like if they didn't send it into the contest, maybe they didn't even know about it, um, they could add their own image of what Ka'ula looks like to them or their thoughts about Ka'ula right there in the book. So they're part of the process also. Um, and I don't know, I, with a book, I also, I mean, not in the bookstores, but when I sell the books at fairs, I give out, like, bumper stickers, hoping, like, it would be so cool if everyone was like, woo, we want Mashiach, and, like, having oh, bumper stickers so saying, I'm waiting. That's um, amazing, and then look at you, it stimulated all that excitement, and I really do hope you, I encourage you to make the book of all these drawings, and that we, you know, it can be a, you know, you could do a series of Gaula books, possibly. <laughs> Because we really need this, Becky. We really Hopefully need. Hopefully, it will come quick, so I won't have to. I have to, but in the meantime, Ben time, as they say. Right. In the meantime, you know, I'm going to keep making my phone calls and interviewing people, and we want to keep raising the awareness. We have a woman coming to Ramat Beit Shemesh tomorrow night, who's where people, women in particular, seem to be very interested in passing the word on, and we know the Nashim. Sitkoniot, or those righteous women of our of every generation, always looks to bring the redemption, and and it's going to be no different according to the uh, Bill Nagon and others that in the Yalkut Shimoni that the women are going to be the leaders in this in this area. So I'm not surprised that you're one of the leaders, Becky, and uh, really appreciate uh, hearing that your excitement about it and that you and your success. And I wish you all the best of success. And I want to say one more time that um, Becky has written this series of books, and her latest is about the Geula or the final redemption, and she's building a lot of excitement with young children all over the world. And uh, the book is, uh, again, about, children, about a boy who's waiting for something, correct? A little boy who's waiting, waiting yeah. and waiting. And then it's, a, it's the Gaula that he's waiting for. Exactly. Wow, exciting. And then, um, so anyway, if you want to buy her book, I really encourage that. She's, Feldheim is a publisher. It's a, it's a publisher in Israel, but they're all over America. Feldheim anywhere. Are you on Amazon also? 
I am. I just, uh, Mosaic Press is the publisher, but Feltime is their distributor. Just to okay. <laughs> give them credit. I wrote a book. It's called I am, I'm Waiting. Okay. Yeah. And it's written by Becky Perlowitz, who I'm speaking with. And you can buy it on Amazon.com through uh, Mosaic Press or Feldheim Distributors. And mm-hmm. Becky's website is www.morabecky.com. It's www.morahbecky.com. You should contact Becky to get her book and ask her questions. Maybe you can get a series of books. Maybe grandparents can buy the book for their grandchildren, or maybe mm-hmm. people would buy them for schools as a gift. I think that would be a lovely initiative to do, and I think I'm going to plan to do that myself because I think it's such a beautiful project. And, Thank you. Um, so, Becky, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule of raising six children and preparing all summer long for the, <laughs> for the school year. Thank and, you so much uh, for giving and, uh, me the time. Anything else you want to tell us? Do you want to tell us? Uh, any, any, give us a bracha or anybody who's listening, um, yeah. you know, and give them an idea of something they could do to help bring in the geula before we. Uh, okay, for I give us all a bracha that we should be zocha to see Mashiach b'mhiravimino speedily, speedily. Um, not only for our sake, but for Hashem's sake, that he should be back home. <laughs> and we should, he should be known in the world, and everyone should recognize that he was, is, and always will be um, the Elohim and Borei Olam. And um, I think that everybody's role is very, very individual and unique. I, but I love that it's even a question that you ask. Um, because I think that it's important for people to like take a pulse and and think about it. Like, what am I doing to make a difference in, in this world and and bring us closer to Gula? So I really think that the question is like, how can I bring like Malchus or Hashem's name to this world? How can I make Hashem's name known in this world? And everyone's answer is different because everyone has different kohot, different um, special qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone has to find their special way to bring that to the forefront. Oh, that was so beautifully said. Thank you so much, and I agree <laughs> with you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. I'm going to be saying so long to Becky Perlowitz of Vermont Bay Chemish, and please buy her book and look for it on, at Feldheim, more Mosaica Press, and Amazon. I'm waiting, and there's a little boy waiting for the final Ola. Thank you, Becky. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thank rest of your day. Thank you. Time. 